Hello, and welcome to our Secular Sponsor Speaker Series. Each week, we hear from an Overeaters Anonymous member who has obtained and maintained abstinence without God and has served as a sponsor to other members. The series also provides opportunities for secular OA members who don't have a sponsor or are interested in exposure to a variety of points of view to learn from the experiences of others. We encourage everyone to sponsor others up to the level of their own recovery or to use these tools with each other as peers. If you're willing to sponsor or to work as a peer, please post a message at oasecularforum at gmail.com. For additional information about abstinence without God, go to secularovereaters.org. And now, let's hear from this week's Secular OA sponsor. Okay, and what I have to say is my opinion only. Uh, As we say, the opinions expressed here do not represent OA as a whole. It's just personal opinion. This is what has worked for me and what I know about food plans. There's a lot of information that I'm going to throw out or present. Let's put it that way, present. And keep in mind, this is not a course. This is not a class. There are no exams. There are no deadlines. We each proceed at our own pace. A key point is absorption. Take what you have today, what what appeals to you today, absorb it. Key ingredients in a food plan are not what you would typically expect to hear. They are H-O-W, and that represents the principles, not the potions of, you know, any particular OA sect. The H stands for honesty. If you want a food plan, eliminate the foods that you know that cause you problems, your trigger foods, your binge foods, the foods that you're going to eat an entire total amount of. Eliminate your behaviors and situations that cause you problem. If you know that you're a restrictor, that's something you're going to work on. If you know that when you go to... Uh, an event where there is, quote, free food, you get triggered, you need to plan for that. If you know that there are thoughts that trigger you, like my body needs to instantly look different from the way it looks today, that's something you're going to work on. If you have a trigger that, oh, I've got to finish this and do that and do the other thing and there's no time to eat, When you know that having meals at regular times is healthy, that's something you are going to work on. Be honest with yourself about the foods, the behaviors, the situations, the thoughts that you need to work on. Do you need to drive past the fast food places and the convenience stores? Be honest with yourself. The O stands for open-mindedness. Okay, we say that this is a disease, whether it is a physical disease, a mental, emotional disease, or a sense of dis-ease. We didn't get like this overnight, and we're not going to get out of it overnight. Things take time. Be open-minded about your progress. The W stands for willingness. What am I honestly willing to do now? This minute, this next meal, today. 
what is it that points me towards health? What am I willing to do to point myself towards health? So be honest, open-minded, and willing. Food plans. There is a very simple food plan. Draw a circle. In that circle, as if it was a clock, draw a line from 12 to 6. Now draw a horizontal line from the center out to 9. That gives you three segments. In the very center, draw a tiny circle. That represents your meals. And the way it works is that large half circle are your vegetables. The top left quadrant is protein. The bottom left quadrant is carbs. And think of those, if possible, as complex carbs, although any carbs that suit you will work. And the tiny circle in the middle is fat. A lot of us totally eliminate it. Unless your doctor has told you to, we need some fat to absorb fat-soluble vitamins. That's a simple food plan. Three plates like that a day, as long as they are honest. So if your protein is one quarter, your vegetables are twice that. Another possible food plan is any commercial weight control diet. Anything that is a sensible thing that your doctor or medical people approve will work. And I'll explain why in a moment. And other possibilities are outlined in Dignity of Choice. And we'll go into details of that at the end of the meeting if anybody doesn't have that pamphlet. What needs to be done is, number one, whichever thing you choose, avoid anything you know you're allergic to. And we're going to mention food in this meeting. If you're allergic to peanuts, don't eat peanuts. If strawberries make you break out in hives, don't eat strawberries. Other than allergens and sensitivities, stick to whatever you pick without changing anything for 30 days. We are very good at tweaking and playing with our food. Sticking helps. Keep a log. There was a study done, and I still haven't found the exact source, but it was quite a long time ago. Every successful diet and weight loss and weight gain plan had one key component in common. The individual doing this kept a written log, whether it's paper or digital. They kept a log of either what they planned to eat or what they actually ate. And doing that was an enormous marker of success for the individual. We talk about it in OA. We talk about having a food plan. Uh, a food plan is what you're actually going to eat. Abstinence is your goal of avoiding your, your issues. So one is a philosophy and one is an action plan. In OA, we have a phrase that helps us avoid difficulties. We use the phrase HALT, H-A-L-T. We say, don't get too hungry, too angry, too lonely, and too tired. I use that all the time. It works. It helps me to have some, some sense, some, uh, a, a positive philosophy in my food. For myself, 
I have moderated that, and I spell it H-A-A-L-L-T-T, and I stick an S in front of it, and the words stand for, the letters stand for the following words. H is hydrate. Many of us eat when we were actually just thirsty. The A stands for avoid stress and ask for help. The two L's stand for leave it alone if it's unhealthy for you and log it. The two T's stand for think what is the next right thing. And the last T stands for tools. They work. Use them. And the S in front of it all, get enough sleep. If you're overtired, it's likely that things could be an easy trigger. Keep in mind the 20-minute rule when you're doing a food plan. It takes about 20 minutes for our body to accept that it's digesting food. If possible, plan to give yourself at least 20 minutes to sit down and eat a meal. And when you have a craving, recognize that after 20 minutes, that craving will pass. So if you finish a meal and you are starving or stuffed, give it 20 minutes before you make a decision about eating anything further. That 20-minute rule works. Okay. Now, the factors of actually creating a food plan. Take into account your age, your allergies, your current weight, your health, your body, your hormones. Believe it or not, they are the most powerful drugs on the planet, and they are determined by your biology. You can't, can't change them unless you're medically changing them. But they are going to play a role in whether you feel hungry or not hungry or, or, or stuffed or whatever. Keep in mind your metabolism. Some people have fast metabolism, some slow. Keep in mind your activity level, your height, whether you're vegan or non-vegan. If you have a problem with volume, consider weighing and measuring or counting calories. If you're a late-night snacker, use the clock. If it's past a certain time, you just don't eat. Keep in mind if you have blood sugar issues, whether it's hypoglycemia or diabetes, and balance your activity level. All of these things are going to help you determine what your food plan should be. And there were two things that Jim wanted to discuss last week. He, he wanted us to do steps one, two, and three. We only did step one. Step two is hope. And the hope is can easily be translated by those of us who are apathyist. Look around. We are ordinary mortals doing this. If we can do it, you can too. And step three is accept. Accept that we are willing today to turn our lives over to recovery. That's it. Um, how you craft the specific plan for your food is going to be based on the factors and the other things we discussed. And any sponsor can help give you feedback on that. And I'm Arlene, and I pass. And Allie is going to speak next. Well, the first thing, um, I when I sponsor, I tell people, um, my sponsees, that um, to 
for their food plan. It can be as simple as, um, well, having them come up with a list of their binge foods so that they know what foods give them trouble. And to, uh, it can be as simple as making good food choices. Um, you know, just eat healthy and, um, you know, and, and watch what your uh, behavior is. Uh, others, uh, too, was uh, that early, you don't hear it as often now as I did when I was, uh, I came in in 1985, um, was the 301, which is three meals, nothing in between, one day at a time. Uh, for me, uh, I'm hyperglycemic, so I do th- uh, three meals and two snacks a day just so I can keep my blood sugar up. Not, I don't always use the second, um, both snacks, but I at least have that as an option because my health, you know, I need it for that. So uh, what I did in the beginning was that I, um, I had to make a list of what my bench foods were. And I realized I was going to have to give those up. And believe me, I went through a phase where I was really, really angry that I was going to have to give up my some of these foods because they were what I relied on. And in, plus, I enjoyed them. And, and um, I was feeling very deprived about that. And, and I was, like I said, very angry. And then finally, it dawned on me that here I am. I'm mourning over four or five food items. And then, but I finally told myself, but look at what's left. All the other thousand choices that I have left that I can choose from. Why am I so, you know, angry about these four or five food items when there was so much more to, uh, that I could choose from? And so once I changed my perspective, then I was able to proceed. Um, I had to practice being honest and mindful about my food, being watchful of uh, when I felt satisfied, not stuffed. Um, I initially used kind of a diet uh, plan, but I decided that, you know, I was uh, that was so I could lose some of my weight. But when I uh, reached that, I decided that I was going to be very mindful and and um, stop when I was comfortably full. And I did that for a number of years was um, and maintained my weight loss uh, because I was just tired of being hungry. You know, I was um, had reached a point where I was terrified of being hungry. So I just uh, watched when I was uh, satisfied and I could uh, walk away from that. Uh, then there were other times that I did get with the nutritionist. And I also tell my sponsees that whatever they choose, it should be a healthy food plan. Use a nutritionist, go to a doctor, you know, if they, and especially if they have a health issue like diabetes or something, they definitely need to go to a specialist, you know, uh, because I'm not a person that's qualified to tell someone what they can eat and what they can't eat. So, um, I make that suggestion and I have used a nutritionist off and on um, because I have found, and I'm currently am using one because I um, became willing that I needed to do some weighing and measuring because I, uh, over the years 
portion sizes kind of crept up and I needed a reminder of what a normal portion looked like because I was eating healthy, but I was eating too much of it. And so being willing to um, work with someone and weigh and measure, and I do write my food down and I, I don't send it to anybody other than I have sent it with to my nutritionist. So she sees what I'm eating, but I'm, uh, but I know some people like to send, you know, I'll have a food sponsor because that keeps them honest if they're reporting what their food is to another person in the program. Um, but I do write it down. It does make me uh, honest or keeps me honest along with uh, the weighing and measuring. And, um, and with, uh, you start with, let's see, a food plan, um, you will find that it'll, you'll tweak it. it. What you start with doesn't necessarily what you'll end up, you know, with a few years down the road because things change. Um, you know, you maybe end up with um, a health issue that now needs to be addressed. Or you'll find that suddenly a new food is getting, is becoming a trigger that you might need to eliminate. So it's, it's an evolving process. And uh, cause like I said, I have done several different ways of just, you know, mindful eating. And then uh, like I said, trying to uh, be willing to do the weighing and measuring because I realized I was uh, had gotten my portion sizes out of control and I needed a reminder. So it's different things of just, being sane around food and um, and that that was the most important part for me because you have it says in the in the literature having a plan no matter how loose or rigid it's just important to have a plan how do you know if you if you're following this program of of your food plan if you don't have a food plan outlined you know, it, it doesn't have to be real rigid. It could be, you know, just something as simple as the one plate of food today at each meal. So um, just and my big, big thing I, I push is keep it simple. I love that quote, you know, just keep it simple because I can sure complicate things and which then sets me up for failure. So with that, I pass. Then um we had questions that we thought we could talk about. Questions are, do I have a plan of eating? If not, am I willing to accept help in developing one? And am I willing to forego my trigger uh, binge foods when developing a food plan? Thank you for joining us today. To hear recordings of other speakers in this series, visit secularovereaters.org. And while you are there, please consider making a donation to support our work.